Hi, y'all. Before we get started, we wanted to remind you guys that this upcoming Monday is our live event in New York City at City Winery at 8 p.m. for our Stars Halloween event. Come dressed as your favorite character because you know Tara and I will be. Oh, absolutely. We cannot wait to see you there. Tickets are on sale at citywinery.com. And don't forget, we posted this on social media, but you can use the code BESTIE50. Bring your bestie. Both of you can get 50% off tickets. Um, Like Haley said, come dress as your favorite character. Yeah. You guys can come in a couple's costume if you guys come together. We're so excited to see. Yes, I know. It would be so much fun. Um, (laughs) But like we said, tickets are on sale at citywinery.com. And we can't wait to see you there. Five, six, seven, eight, Logan. Logan. Yay. Logan. Oh, yay, Logan. Swoon. She swoons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Morning Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I feel like I haven't seen you all week because I haven't seen you all week. After I spending haven't. a whole week with you, I know straight. it's no chaser, and it's it's Monday. But yeah. I, I guess I guess last week we really didn't see each other. Yeah, we had a little um, a little break from each other. We did. Sad. You went to Florida. I went to Minnesota. We just were little traveling ladies. Yeah, literally, I we both got niece. off planes and like immediately went elsewhere. Yeah, but you met you your went niece. For work. I met my niece. I summer. know. Oh, how was that? She's like the cutest, smallest, most perfect angel oh. you've ever met in your whole life. And her older brother is too. What like a little... I loved like, your posts about oh him. Oh my gosh. He's a little can man, I, a little gentleman. He's a little gentleman, but can I tell you, he was having like a bit of a hard time, like at bedtime. He like really wanted to like have fun, but like we were trying to all calm down. And so he had to go to bed early because he couldn't calm down, but... <laughs> He was crying. And then he got to come back out and read the book because he calmed back down. And he calls my mom Kit. And he turns to her and he goes, Kit, I sad. (gasps) And my mom and I immediately, like, couldn't handle it. Because, like, they were talking about why. They do, like, really good emotional development with him, like, and identifying feelings. And the reason he got to come back and read the book is because he was sad. But he turned to her like he had, like, the most beautiful news to deliver to her. And he goes, Kit, I sad. (laughs) And I was like, literally started crying. I was like, who made you sad? Yeah. Why are but you he sad? said it with such cheer. Such cheer, such conviction, such yeah. just like, just openness. So he yeah. was sad and he got to come back and read the book. But like, that's the sort of thing I'm like, I had no interest in kids before my sister had kids. And now I'm just like, these are perfect angels. And if anyone hurts them, like I'm coming after yeah. them immediately. You have to go through me. <laughs> yeah he's such a sweet bean I've never even met him but just I love yeah. the pictures of the two of you yeah so cute what a cutie I'm Aunt Harry because you can't Hayley. say L's oh yeah L's are hard he's so cute and he gave you L Ron speaking of L's oh my god yeah his little elephant is like his yeah. most prized possession in the whole world and when he gives it to you to hold you're like I am the chosen one yeah I have been like a gift has been delivered unto me and that gift is trust yeah from a two-year-old in the form of Elmer on the elephant yeah wow Elmer on the elephant it was quite simply one of the best moments of my life I love that for you <laughs> I really do but you went for work you were traveling for work not was, as exciting I didn't get to see yeah. any kids um yeah nobody gave me or their if you elephant. did <laughs> no one gave you their elephant yeah wasn't as exciting. I wasn't given a lot yeah. of trust necessarily. I, I was. Huh. We um so I work for a film <laughs> festival, which I think I've talked about a few yeah. times on here. And so um we had our festival. The thing is is that usually the festival is at the end of September and they moved it this year. So had we had it when we normally do, I don't think I would have been able to go to FanFest with you, which is so wild. Right. Yeah. We wouldn't and have been able to take our road a, trip. I know. We had such a fun time. If I know. you wanna participate in the road trip it's on patreon it we is vlogged the whole way we really did it's a little chaotic oh my but. god it's chaotic but it's fun it's fun um but yeah i uh i went to minnesota for work and it was just so surreal to literally get off a plane like a little puddle jumper like what we were on we were on a jet not a fancy oh one or anything no. but like just you like know 20 rows yeah it was just like a smaller plane from portland to new york and then we bid farewell to each other and we then bid farewell like, to my bags and too. to your bags and they did not come no from maine to atlanta with me they stayed in maine because so <laughs> we were at the airport like three hours early yeah but they made it to me eventually but like they did they needed to stay there a little longer and yes. i respect that yes <laughs> <laughs> um but then i got on a plane like the next 48 day. hours later 
it was just like I was exhausted. But I'm glad to have gone. Uh, the city of Duluth, which is where they host the festival. I always love being there and seeing people who I don't get to see until that time of year. And it's right when the leaves change and everything. So it's really exciting. Was it cold there? It was was very chilly. It was definitely chilly. Um, And then I came home to New York being, you know, a little chilly. Yeah. So we had very different weeks. I was, it was like 90 degrees. I was sweating. (laughs) You went to Disney World. Yeah. Well, we went to like, we're around Disney. We we didn't like go to Disney World proper. Oh, did you go to like um, Disney Springs? We went to Disney Springs, yeah. but my nephew likes Disney transportation, like the monorail and the Skyliner. So we don't actually go to Disney World. We just use the transportation because <laughs> that's his favorite part. So we don't pay to go inside. We just use the transportation to go between the places and don't actually go in I to do anything. everything about that. Yeah. So I, I was like sweating, it. but wearing my merch because like it's short sleeve. So you can I wear your fall gazebo. I thought that was so cute. And also I know shorts. you guys didn't go into Disney, but this is when Disney like from what I understand, kind of dresses up for Halloween. Yeah, there's so like kind of spooky perfect. Halloween parties. Yeah, yeah. spooky I love it. I, I did wear my t-shirt in hopes of like meeting a Gilmore Girls fan because I did have Gilmore Girls friendship bracelets on and I was like, I'm going to meet a Gilmore Girls fan. Oh, I didn't. I'm um, sorry. It's all right. It's it's okay. I <laughs> was a little disappointed, but I was like, it's fine. You know, I was not in um New England, but all right. Totally. <laughs> I'm sure there are Disney Gilmore Girls crossovers. Oh, there have to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So we were just little traveling ladies. And so I'm glad that I get to see you again. <laughs> I know. After seeing you for a week straight. And I then know. just no contact at all. Physically. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're used to seeing each other so often. But what's really lovely is that we get to see each other in a couple of weeks because our live event is happening. I know. Speaking of traveling. I know. Coming back to New York. I'm really oh excited. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. You know what I'm actually truly excited for is yeah. that... 1989 Taylor's version comes out on the 27th, mm-hmm. like the day before I f- come to New York. Oh. And so like Welcome to New York will be like Taylor's version arriving in New York City. Oh. It's going to be a full moment. If you come to New York City or you're in New York City for this, you can have that full moment too. Oh, that's so cool. That's so funny. But as we mentioned last week, the live event is, of course, very Halloween-y, very yes. spooky. Oh, I'm so excited about this because we've done our fan fiction episodes and admittedly they have been some of our most popular episodes when we do fan fiction the yeah. Halloween fan fiction episode last year popped off so yeah. people really love when we do fan fiction and I love to hear that so we thought why not bring that to you and also yeah. involve you in it like kind of what like better way lib. to yeah <laughs> like Gilmore Girls Mad Libs almost which I'm really excited yeah. about so we're going to be doing like we said last week a, a murder mystery fan fiction yeah. episode which we're Ooh. very excited about and we're also yeah. going to play some fun games do like a lot of audience participation if you want to participate if you attend and you don't want to participate that's okay just come hang with us we're yeah. excited come hang with us come get a friendship bracelet yeah so i made too many <laughs> wear a costume if you want but you don't have to um you don't have to yeah i'm really excited because my brother and his wife are dressing up and their costume is amazing they're coming as luke and jess oh my god she's jess i already gave her an outfit for it is chase gonna push her in the lake Oh my gosh, yeah. We should make a lake just for them to push her into. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. My mom's coming as Suki. Like, oh, I love that. I'm really excited. That's I great. my my costume is actually an outfit, but it's on the way. I'm, I'm excited about really your excited. costume. I feel like we should have people guess what we're gonna come dressed as. Ooh, great idea. Great idea. Right. <laughs> I have to figure out what I'm getting dressed up as. Now at this point. I'm hoping that this changes by the time this episode airs and by the time that our live event happens. Um, Brett and I are still in the middle of season three of Gilmore Girls. We kind of stopped our rewatch like before he left for Chicago earlier this year. And then we kind of picked back up again a little bit. But I told him today when we were getting coffee this morning, I was like, you are going to have to plow through some Gilmore Girls because I don't want to spoil this for you, depending on what we do for the event. But obviously he's going to be there. Yeah. So if he wants to catch up. It's on him. So <laughs> that's the thing. Spoiled. He was like, could I watch three and a half seasons of Gilmore Girls, possibly even a year in the life, in three weeks? And I was just yes. like, yeah, I think you could. I've done it in less time. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Please. Yeah. You are with professionals. Yeah. I don't know who you think you are, yeah. but like you have come to the right place. Yeah, exactly. Let's speed through this. We just are watching so much other television right now. And he's well, not as stop. much of a TV watcher as I am. Like he's more yeah. of like a YouTube watcher, which is basically the yeah. same thing, but it's it's different. I get it's it. It's different. Um, 
So we're going to see how much damage we can do because I want him to at least meet Logan. Last night we were watching TV and American Horror Story kept, you know, coming up. And I, I want to watch that so bad, but I cannot. I, I just cannot. I'm too afraid. I know. I have also hesitated on watching it because of that. But it looks so scary. every time I see him on the screen, I'm like, that's Logan Huntsberger. And he's like, I know. And I'm like, you don't even know yet. You don't, don't even, even know, know this era yet because he's still in the Jess and Murray era. So like, I don't want to <sighs> give anything yeah. away for him. But at the same time, I'm also like, obviously, he's going to come. Yeah. So we got to figure it out. We got... We've got some things to move through. Yeah. You've got some time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, speaking of Logan Huntsberger. Are we? We are. Are we speaking of Logan? We are. Is that what we and were And we're doing? going to. Yeah. Finally. Are we? <laughs> finally. I feel like we've I'm held excited. off on this for a long time. And I'm excited, yeah. though, that we're talking about this now because I do feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of your hard and fast opinions on Logan still exist, but have oh, shifted sure since we started doing the podcast so now you yes. feel very ready to have this conversation <laughs> yeah you know I had done a lot of conversations with my therapist with you mm-hmm. with myself in my car podcast where I do me right? featuring me guest yeah. starring me um to really work my way through this you know <laughs> I'm only joking a little bit about the therapist part um but <laughs> but I feel like I've become a little bit too people about Logan in regard to this podcast that it didn't exist when I was on talking about him on TikTok because I think it's from TikTok that I got like whoa whoa whoa, I don't want to talk about this character because I love him so much and like I would never go as far as to say he's my favorite character because like I don't think I could do that but he is my comfort character right like all tv shows ever like it's Logan Huntsberger yeah totally but this show has like I think for you too allowed me to compartmentalize my like emotional connection to like episodes storylines people characters Mm -hmm. things that are going on and like the other side being able to dissect it and like figure out the flaws and like what doesn't work for the writing or what is so so great and like but my emotional heart wished it didn't happen yeah of course Um, so I think we've gotten really good at that yeah um when it comes to Logan it's just really hard because of like how deeply connected he and I are yeah I understand (laughs) well it's interesting because you started watching the show with season five, right? With the arrival of Logan on the scene. And I don't know if this is a question that you can answer, but I really wonder how different your perspective on it would be if you watched the show as it was intended to be watched. Like, would you love Logan as much as you do? Because I personally think that a lot of your tetherment to Logan is also affiliated with the show itself because you fell in love with the show when you fell in love with Logan. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true because like, like in the weirdest way possible, it's because my friends were watching it. Mm -hmm. And so it was on the WB. So I started watching with season five. I don't know how I knew what was going on, but I met Logan and I was like, this is the guy. Here's the one. Yes. But then I started watching on ABC Family. And so it was like I was getting this like I also didn't start that at the beginning. And it wasn't until like 2007 or whatever when the season seven box set came out, like 2008, where I actually watched it all in order. Wow. So it was like years before I knew the f- it's like sometimes I was like oh I guess that does make sense oh, um, lines. Huh. but it I did meet Logan before I met any of the other boyfriends yeah um and maybe that is why or maybe I was just always predisposed to being a Logan girly maybe but yeah I Perhaps. was thinking about that earlier today I was like I wonder if a lot of Haley's love for this show is so tethered to the character of Logan because you met Gilmore Girls and Logan at the same time. I mean, I could argue the same thing for myself. I fell in love with the show as I was also simultaneously falling in love with this idea of Jess and Rory and with Jess Mariano himself. So it's like, and I was young. You were young. Like, we actually probably started watching it around the same time. I just started with the earlier seasons (gasps) because they were reruns on ABC Family. And then... Like, eventually, Uh, I don't think I really watched the later seasons until they re-ran on ABC Family. So that was Oh, you never watched it on the WB? No. Oh, wow. I was not a WB girl. I was an ABC Family girl. So you weren't there for, like, the live, like, telling of Logan getting rejected by Rory. Like... No. You didn't live through that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't remember when I watched the series, like actually sat down and watched it in its entirety. So I don't remember what I thought about Logan when I first met him. I just knew he wasn't Jess. And that to me like made my heart <laughs> that sad. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah. And so I uh, I don't really remember what my hard and fast opinion of Logan was when I first met him because I can't remember meeting him. I don't remember yeah. when I sat down and actually like watched him. It was so long ago. But I will say that I don't think that my opinion of him shifted until you and I met and not even did the podcast but like 
until I started watching you on TikTok and I saw that you were Team Logan and I was like, oh, interesting. Because You're like, why? Well, because I felt like the age-old <laughs> uh, question was Dean or Jess. Like, I felt like that really? was a lot of what the arguments were over, at least, like, publicly on TikTok. <laughs> and then you kind of walked in the door and you were like, I love Logan. Die hard. I love Logan. And I was like, like Rory, I like Logan. Logan. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Um, and I was like, wow, that's such a hot take because I feel like people often compare him to the other boyfriends in a way that's like he's just the blonde ticket Yale. And of course, after a year in the life, you know, it was the comparison of like, What's that? he's a year in life. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. <laughs> don't know that. We're just going to remove that from the I don't actually know that one. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it today. Um, but when a year in the life happened, of course, then it started to become more and more obvious that Logan was a representation of Christopher in Lorelai's life being yeah. kind of um, juxtaposed against that character in the way that he relates to Rory. And Amy oh. herself said that. Yeah, I have the quote right here. Do, would you like me to read it to Please you? Please read it to me. Because I pulled out some quotes about Logan. Love. Which I love to do. Logan research. Um, Amy said, we wanted Rory to date her father. Every girl has a father issue. LOL, Amy. Daddy issues. And and Logan was Christopher. Logan was charming, smart, and not quite the dependable soul that you need. Or, at that time, was not the great dependable soul. Hmm. Which is interesting. But Alexis Bledel said to that as well. It's a relationship like the one Lorelai and Christopher had in their youth. They do reckless things together. It's fun, but on this lavish scale. Hmm. Yeah, and it's true. But I'm curious how you feel about that because, you know, a lot of what we've talked about when it comes to Logan in the past, in the minimal ways that we talk about him, yeah. a lot of it is just how he relates to Rory. And obviously that's what he was put on the show to do. He wasn't necessarily put on the show to be his own character. Um, yeah. And so the ways that we talk about him are how he relates to the story, the kind of like full circle moment and parallels that exist within it. And what his relationship with Rory is like and how he measures up against a lot of the other suitors that she had in her life. Yeah. But we don't really talk about Logan as a character. So I'm excited to get into that with you because I feel like you know the ins and outs of him better than <laughs> probably anybody I know. Oh my gosh. But before we dive into that, I really want to hear your perspective on the ways in which he is measured up against Christopher because I think they have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. I think they have a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, if you had asked me this, like, two and a half years ago, I'd have been like, what? You mean to say that Logan is this man over here? No. Have you seen this man? No way. But, like, I get it. I do. I understand. Where was that shift for you? Um. Do you feel like it was just gradual over the last couple of years because we've been talking about the show in such a large scale? Or was there a moment where you were like, oh, okay. No, I mean, I always saw it. I always got it. But it's like, I never wanted to, like, it's like that Selena Gomez song. I mean, I could, but why would I want to? (laughs) Like, I could, like, openly talk about it, but, like, why would I want to? Yeah. Um, Because, like, have you met, have you met Christopher? Um, And so it's just, like. I never wanted to be Team Lorelai, Team Christopher, mm-hmm. but like I always wanted to be Team Rory, Team Logan, even yeah. if I don't think Rory is Team Logan, which we can get into in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I, I knew it, but it took getting into this podcast to like want to think about the show more logically. Yeah. Think about the narrative, think about the writing, think about the storytelling, mm-hmm. think about what Amy has said directly about how she intended like the character to come across. Yeah. And it was, it was more of that and less of like, an aha moment it was more of like yeah i know i get it <laughs> and now like being able to like really talk about it especially because like they like like she said she was supposed to be like charming smart and like not quite so dependable smart i don't know if applies to chris everyone has their strengths but like they're both really charming <laughs> yeah definitely yeah we never really get to see that play out with christopher so it's hard to being say smart yeah, yeah. He, he makes just was a lot bound for Princeton, <laughs> you know? So we yeah, assume maybe he yeah. was smart, but it also probably had a lot to do with money and um, bloodline. <laughs> sure. You know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, bef- but because of that, like, it's their upbringing. It's, like, 
the whole boarding school. It's in season six. Uh, you've been Gilmore when they're going through the boarding school. It's like, you got kicked out of Rivers? I didn't think it, Rivers kicked anyone out. Mm-hmm. And Rory's like standing there like, you guys got kicked out of every school that you like attended. Yeah. And he's like, this is a good man you've got here. And I'm like, my father would be like, huh. But Christopher is like, yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's like that's one of the moments where you're watching them and you're like, wow, they are super, super similar. Yeah. Um, and I so mean, like, that, I was an Amy, that was an Amy scene. So yeah. of course she wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. And like it make, it just makes so much sense. And like especially like when we meet them in season five, that Logan is kind of like this just like – kind of like carefree seemingly person that like Chris kind of gives off that vibe of like maybe in a negative way I think it's a lot easier to say it's negative for Chris because he's a lot older than Logan is but like Chris kind of just like seems to like fly by the seat of his pants in life in general um with no real um direction and Logan seems like in season five to maybe it's not that he has no direction, but it's almost like he's in college and he can kind of just do whatever he wants and like have this like carefree persona. It's more of like the weight of what that might mean at being like 21, 22 versus like being 34 or however old Chris is at that age. It's like it's charming and cute in one in like at one age. But then at the other one, it's like it's not as cute when you're a little bit older, is it? Um <laughs> But the question I have for you is, like, um, when, like, something that makes them feel really similar to me is, like, something that Alexis said. is like, it's, like, they do reckless things and there's kind of this, like, wildness between the two of them that I feel like Logan really brings it out in Rory. Like, Rory doesn't have that, like, predisposition to be that way. He, like, opens up the world to her in just like it's your choice ace to like jump and he really moves her from like being sheltered to kind of being a little bit more reckless in the words of Alexis and my question for you is do you think that Christopher did that for Lorelai or it was more of like a joint effort of like Lorelai was already like that and they were just like two kindred spirits or like Lorelai brought it out in Chris because like it's a it's a question we don't know the answer to, but yeah. like in comparing them, I kind of wondered how you felt about that. I mean, I'm inclined to say the latter, um, or maybe the the in between. I yeah. don't know if Chris was like wild crazy enough to bring it out of Lorelai, um, but it's interesting because in Dear Emily and Richard, when they do the flashback, it's one of those things where like he's the one kind of being like. I want to leave. I don't want this life. And she's the one being like, no, you're supposed to like go to college and then take over your father's firm and get a stick to shove up your butt. Like, you know, she is the one who's kind of like, there is a dynastic plan here and you need to follow it. Um, yeah. Not in like a, you know, Rory Gilmore kind of way where it's like, but no, we have to follow the plan, you know, in more of a like, how are you going to get out of this? But then when things kind of get turned on their head and Lorelai gets pregnant, he's the one to be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. And yeah. she's the one to be like, no, what about the fact that you're gonna like sleep on a bench and travel Europe? So it's hard to say that may have been a little bit yin and yang. I think that maybe they balanced each other out in that way because also what we what we glean from Emily and Richard's recount of Lorelai is that even though she was smart, she was rebellious. Yeah. She always like marched to the beat of her own drum. And so I'm I'm inclined to say that it was either Lorelai bringing that out of him or the two of them kind of volleying back and forth on yeah. bringing that out of each other. But Lorelai does not strike me as the kind that was a little more reserved in the way that her daughter is. You know, she and I don't just say that because of where we meet her in the series. Yeah. That's how she is described as being her entire life. She didn't yeah. want this life. Um, she kind of, I don't know what kind of life she wanted, but she didn't want to be on the conveyor belt. And so yeah. I would like to believe that she was the one who brought that out of Chris and, you know, they fed off of each other. But I think that that is where he and Christopher are different in how they relate to the Gilmore Girls, is that Logan 1000% brought that out of Rory. Yeah, 
like he in some ways in season five he made her like more interesting because like yeah. she was kind of like boring timid like reverting we back going... to her old tendencies dating yeah. a guy who she had broken up with to be with another one just because it was comfy. yeah yeah like without logan in season five you were just gonna let watch rory study banter with paris and be with dean again no. like no yeah no <laughs> he brought a lot of excitement to her life even yeah. if they had never gotten together as a couple I think that yeah. he would have brought a lot of excitement into her life and I wonder how you would have felt about him as a character or how actually I think I know how you would have felt about him as a character but in general I wonder how uh the fandom would have felt about him as a character if we had never seen the two of them date if mm. it had just been like the season five we're just here to have Girls just want to have fun, right? Like yeah. season five, jump off the scaffolding with me. Like we're just going to have stringless fun. Yeah. Like I will we're... respect you and everything that you offer me and I offer you. But like we're just here to have a good time together. I wonder if people would feel the same way about him like and kind of scrutinize him the way that they do. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like my first instinct is like when Paris is cheating with Asher because everyone's like, yeah, like it's Paris. Like. She's just, like, so, like, like unabashedly herself. Like, we're yeah. not mad at her for it. And I kind of wonder if, like, if Logan just would have been that person. It's like, mm. he said exactly what he wanted. That's what they did. And that's how it was. And it's like, we got you jump by jump jack. And, like, we had, like, the parties over. Like, he was just that guy who, like, let's get drunk, your boyfriend, and you just broke up. Let's just like, have a fun yeah. time. Yeah. We got some and- bucking up to do. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, rallies exactly. around her, lifts her up, even though he's yeah. not her partner. Yeah. Yeah just a friend I would I think it would have been really interesting to see how that played out like if he would have stayed in the series Mm. beyond like when she's like I'm a girlfriend girl Logan and he's like okay well I'm not bye Rory Gilmore and he like closes the door on her (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know and just the same I wonder if they would have gotten together if Rory hadn't gone to him and been like I'm a I'm a girlfriend girl yeah I I wonder I don't think they would have either I don't know if he would have pulled the trigger on that yeah which is like is that similar to Chris that like Chris was always the one who was like not like unwilling but like Chris was always the one that like let's do this and Lorelai is like no (laughs) well also I feel like then in turn like sometimes Chris was the one letting Lorelai take the lead and Mm -hmm. I don't want to say necessarily that Logan did that with Rory um in those early years like you know in season five but um he kind of did in a sense because had he had she not said anything, yeah, I don't know they would have gotten together. I think that's also a difference that Logan has to Chris is because like anytime Lorelai was like, "Let's do this," he was like, "Um, actually, I have a sherry," <laughs> or like yeah. you know, like he like he has an openness and an honesty about him that I don't think Chris has. I think Chris keeps a lot of things to himself, a la like presenting Lorelai Gilmore when she kisses him and he's like I have a sherry or like when he comes to Suki's wedding and he's like "Ooh, actually she's pregnant so we're gonna get back together um all of this stuff that we were planning it's actually a no um like I'm actually gonna ruin your relationship because your mom told me that I should be with you yeah and it just feels like he loves a little scheme Chris Mm. and I don't know that Logan is like at all scheming with her it's like he's very clear up front like with you would be something right away I don't want that. And then when she's like, I'm going to break, I want to end this. And he's like, cool, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he shows up for her in a way that Chris can't. I think that Chris eventually shows up for Lorelai. And I, we're not here to talk about Chris, but like, <laughs> I think that he eventually shows up for Lorelai. Like once he's made the decision of like, I want you and only you at like in the latter half of the series. In, like, season seven, which, of course, is, like, lore. But I think that (laughs) – I think that once that happens, he's like, it's always been you. It 1,000% has always been you. Their journey has been much more up and down. But, again, we're meeting them at a time where, like, technically we'd be meeting Rory and Logan in the revival if we're, like, comparing ages and kind of, like, you know, where they're at in their lives. Um so it's hard to say maybe what Chris was doing prior to when we meet them in season one, if like he was that kind of person who showed up the way that Logan did until he finally was like, okay, she does not want to be with me. I have to go do my own thing. Um, yeah. But if we're just sticking to what we know and what we've seen, I think that once Chris and Lorelai like are settled on each other, he's the one that like 
wants to be there and she's the one that's still hung up on somebody else. Yeah. And so in that regard, I do think that like Logan and Chris have some similarities there because like they will always be pining for the Gilmore girl. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, every man on the show will always be pining for the Gilmore girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I also think like even if we want to take it back to season two, Chris goes back and and is with Sherry because Sherry's pregnant, not because he wants to be with Sherry, because he wants a do-over on what he didn't feel like he did right the first time. And I I don't think that that's the case with Logan necessarily, but it's more about Chris doing what's right. Logan is marrying Odette because, like, that is the plan. That's the right thing to yeah. do. And he wants to be with Rory, but that's just, oh, for different gosh. circumstances, not a possibility. It's not a possibility mostly because of Rory. Yeah. Like, I think that, like, sometimes when, like, the comparison between Chris and Logan is made, that it's so easy because they are the, like, partner and they are both, like, the man in the situation. But, like, sometimes it makes so much more sense for me to, like, cross it over and, like, Rory's her father and, like, Lorelai and Logan are a lot more similar in, like, the way, like, they kind of react to situations and how like Lorelai's upbringing might have been and especially in Dear Emily and Richard the way that Lorelai is talking about like this is the plan this is what we do and that's kind of how Logan seems to be like Mm. I think the biggest similarity between Logan and Chris ends up being that they don't buck the plan they like as much as like Chris is like in and out of it like the entire series like seemingly like failed at it from the beginning in the end he's where his father like he might not have gone to Princeton but like he's where he was supposed to end up yeah and like the same thing with Logan even though the entire time Logan didn't want it he never at any point barring season seven which I like completely disagree I don't think he actually would have gone there but it is part of the narrative that he did like leave his father's company but in true Gilmore Girls fashion um I don't think that he like it's in partings. My favorite episode is when he's like, tell me not to do it. And she's like, I can't do that. And so in the revival, we see him doing exactly what was expected of him. Mm -hmm. Like the exact path that he was supposed to end up in is where he is. And sometimes I think all it would take is Rory Gilmore being like, hey, I want to be with you. And he would have like. Like that always seemed like the the choice that was kind of there for him. Mm -hmm. Um. No, you're totally right. And it kind of a little bit felt like that for Chris, but it was like Lorelai was never truly going to pick him. Right. And and in the career aspirations regard, I don't know what either one of them, Chris or Logan, would have done except for follow in the footsteps of the plan that was laid out for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really don't know. But that's also because we, I don't feel, know the heart of these characters as deeply as we, of course, know the Gilmore Girls because they're the main characters and these characters were kind of put into place. Chris is a little different because he relates to both of them in two very different ways. Logan, of course, was there as a love interest to Rory. Chris was a father figure and a love interest. So we, I think, know a little bit more about him. Yeah. Um, But... We don't know enough about them individually to know what their aspirations were because it sounds like the plan was laid out for them, but also like what else they could have done beyond that, you know? Yeah, because that's it. That's what she said is like, it's really sometimes hard to talk about Logan and Jess in the same way mm. because they are such different characters, not even just like the way that their characters are developed. Yeah. But it's like, Logan, you never see him outside of Rory. He doesn't have any storylines outside right. of Rory. Right. He goes to see Lorelai, and he's not with Rory, but they're talking about Rory. Yeah. Like, the two goes, times that that happens, yeah. it's all about Rory. And then he's briefly with the grandparents in season six, but Rory quickly enters the scene, and they're talking about Rory. Yeah, it's very but, different. But with Jess, we have a Luke storyline. Mm-hmm. We even have a little bit of a storyline with Dean. So, like, that is the same for Dean where he's like outside of Rory a little bit yeah and like there's that tension between uh Lorelai and Jess too but mm-hmm. Logan is like just a love interest it's yes. that's how he exists on the show yeah and so it's sometimes hard to look at him as a character outside of everything else because like you see how charming he is and you see how much he like doesn't want to do this thing that his father has set out for him right and you see a little bit of the relationship with him and his father but like Rory's always there and present for it and she's yeah. like they never have scenes without her yeah um 
I'm Mitch and Huntsberger. Who are you? You know, I love that scene. <laughs> I know you do. I only hear it in your voice. <laughs> so great. Um, but yeah, so it's like hard to like look at Logan and look at Chris and be like, because I think we can see a little bit more into Chris because mm-hmm. we get like a little bit with Emily, but it's like in the same exact way. It's that, about how he relates to Lorelai or how yeah. he relates to Rory. Yeah. And so, like, we get a little bit of him with Lorelai, get a little of him with Rory. And so it's like they're almost playing the same sort of role mm. in the show, um, which I never really thought of until we were talking about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to be, like, not the case that they were, like, as similar as they were. Yeah. But I also, but like, don't want to boil Logan down to, like, being Chris. Just being Chris. Like, yeah. Because they're so different. And they offer yeah. such different things to the Gilmore Girls. They really do. Um. And it's just, I like Logan. (laughs) I like Logan. Logan. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm curious then what your thoughts are on who Logan is as a character and why you love him so much. Is it about his relationship to Rory? Or is it the character? Because for me, when it comes to Jess, it's all of it. Yeah. And... The thing is, is that like there's so much more for Team Jess to go off of because you're rooting for him as a character and his growth, and he arguably yeah. has one of the best character arcs in the series. So yeah. like you're rooting Especially for him when him it comes to his relationship with Luke. And yeah. so like of course it's it's about Rory because that's how like that's what we fell in of love course. with. But like when we see him in a year in the life, we're just so proud of the way like of how far he's come. Yeah, which like I wanted more. Not to make this about Jess. Not to make my Logan episode about Jess. Yeah. <laughs> But I wanted more from Jess in the revival. Yeah. And, like, what we got from Logan, I wanted more of Jess. Yeah. Like, ultimately. And, like, I think that's what's, like, so disappointing is, like, having a character like Jess who's so, like, dynamic and interesting and, like, just a different type of character and, like, plot device almost in Rory's life than Logan is. Um, it's sometimes disappointing to see how, like, like full of a person Jess is. And then to get to the revival and be like, okay, so this one character who you didn't develop fully, you've kind of like ruined him for me. Thank you so much. (laughs) Like literally watching the revival just with this like sinking feeling like the last time I saw this man, he was being rejected and now this is happening and I'm just sitting here stunned as I watch on my iPad mini in 2016 laying sideways in my bed. I was going to ask you (laughs) that question next, but I... You're welcome. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then to have Jess, who was, like, such an interesting character, just kind of be, like, genuinely a plot device so that the other characters are not talking to themselves Mm. is kind of what he felt like, which is disappointing. um, Right. All around. Um, But in terms of, like, what you said about how I liked Logan, whether it was with Rory or on his own, um, it was definitely him on his own that I, as a young girl fell in love with him like at the age of 13 but I was like here is this charming Ivy League smart witty guy who can like keep up with Rory kind of like not puts her in her place but like he's the first guy and like this came much later this was not like my first watch he's the first guy who's not like falling at her feet who's not like Mm. I was watching you (laughs) yeah no you're totally right and then Jess is like he meets her and he's like oh I'm done he was like, I knew it from the first moment I saw you. Yeah. Um, and when he says that at the end of season four. Um, but Logan's kind of like, okay, like, you're funny and pretty. and Okay, put my number. Yeah. Okay, put my number. Yeah. Totally. That's like, it's just like he kind of just kind of was uninterested in her. And mm. <laughs> maybe I like that. Maybe I like that in a guy. Um <laughs> tosses hair yeah yeah I know but I think that like we've we've discussed on this podcast so often how Rory just like captivates men and then they're just like infatuated with her and with Logan that ends up becoming the case later on of course like he can't quit a Gilmore girl but you can't quit a Gilmore girl it genuinely isn't that when you first when they first meet he likes her and he has fun with her and he loves teasing her and it's like it's a game to him yeah because he's so wrapped up in himself and he's just like a floater when it comes to, you know, romantic yeah. relationships. He doesn't get attached. Um, but that was kind of cool to see to her, her. <laughs> get attached to somebody else in a way that like she's never experienced that before because she's so used to people meeting her and immediately being enamored by her. 
Yeah. And I almost like I can't tell if that's something I like better. I mean, it is like in thinking of like romance novels, like watching this like trope play out of like Jess of like immediately falling in love with you and then, you know, staying in love with you versus like this guy who like he never dates he has never really been in love before and then he meets you Mm. and he's trying to stay uninterested but the moment that you put in front of him it's like I'm gonna leave he's like absolutely not and he like changes his whole like lifestyle and like thought process and like you become the center of his world in a lot of ways and so it's like yeah I I don't know which one I I kind of like both Rory Gilmore got both. Why can't we all? Um. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We all deserve that. But I'm wondering, do you feel like he actually changed for her? Or do you feel like that person was always in there? He just wasn't ready to become that person until he met her. I think that's kind of like the same thing for all of us. Is like if you have the capacity to be that person, that person is there Mm. um, kind of thing. Yeah. Of like, I think that he just wanted someone. And this is me. Like, you know, I write like fan fiction in my mind of like the tragic character that is logan huntsberger who has never had like real true affection in his life yeah um and so he meets someone like rory and he sees this girl who like you know she has endless possibilities in her life Mm. and like she starts showing like a true affection towards him and like who wouldn't be drawn towards that like who wouldn't be drawn towards someone who just like can have like your family like yelling at you and her and then like after that it not like affect too much between you because mm. she still has an affection for you that is completely outside of your family which is absolutely different than every other girl that you've met mm. who like really only likes you because of your family yeah that's so and true so, and so like when he comes up to her and but I'm a Gilmore and he like leaves but then he comes back it's one of my favorite moments and it's so subtle but it feels like the first choice that Logan's making mm. because it's like He's made all of these choices to, like, completely rebel against his family. Mm -hmm. But here's the first choice that he's going to make that's not reckless or rebellious in, like, a grand sense of, like, sinking yachts. Here is, like, a rebellious choice that he's making of, like, his family doesn't like this girl, Mm. but he likes this girl. And it's, like, almost like a rebellious sort of, like, this is something that makes me feel good in a new way. And so rather than leaving and, like, letting that fall apart... I'm going to come back and I'm going to take her to dinner. Mm. Go get your coat. And I'm going to choose her. Yeah. Because she's kind of choosing me too. Yeah. And I I just love that scene so much. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't really. And he also looks so cute. He's wearing like black on black in it. Yeah. I I mean, he always looks cute. He's such a little cutie. But yeah, I never really thought of it that way because, of course, I love the moment when he turns around and is like, you know. I'm, this I'm sorry this for was me. like so intense he like gets really vulnerable with her and like the 24 hours the everything that transpires within those 24 hours yeah. it's like you literally gave him an ultimatum without realizing you were giving him one the two of you decide to start dating you meet his sister she invites you to dinner you meet his family they completely insult you and he's just like I have a girlfriend I've never called someone my girlfriend except for Alyssa Milano on who's the boss yeah. and, <laughs> you know so it's like exactly. there's a there's so much that's happening and he like owns that and he's like this was a very intense evening for me and just like it's been a crazy 24 hours but you don't deserve that let me take you to dinner but the focus yeah. of course I think that was thrown into the narrative and that episode is that she calls Lorelai Rory and she's yeah. like you know it was a horrible night they said horrible things and then he shows up and she's like okay everything's fine I freaked out for no reason I gotta go and Lorelai is just disappointed that she's not being more conscious in that moment and is just yeah. kind of brushing it off because it's not something you brush off yeah he didn't do anything wrong but no still you do take the time to kind of consider what just happened and unpack it and yeah. be like, okay, is this the right relationship for me? But of course, yeah, you know, we do it for the narrative. We do it for the plot. <laughs> I know. It is interesting. And that's for something where I was like baffled and baffled a little bit by Lorelai because it's like 
don't you under like she even says this in season six to him like if anyone understands like crazy families it's me mm-hmm. and so i think that that's what i love about when we get to six which like it's like such like a travesty that we didn't get more of that between Lorelai and logan because like yeah. if they just went out to luke's together they could like literally just like talk complete shit and connect over like how terrible their families are and like everything that they've been forced to do like they yeah. would be like best of pals completely yeah. drunk by the end of the day just having a great time <laughs> and mad <laughs> Imagine? Yeah. I oh, like, would love like, it. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and so for her to be like, uh, his family hates you. It's like, have you met your family, Lorelai? Have you met any of the men that have tried to date you and, like, been hated by your family? Yeah. So it's like, there's a little bit of that to it that I'm like, mm. Yeah. Be- especially because we are just coming off of Wedding Bell Blues not too long before this. Right. When just like a couple episodes ago. Lorelai literally got broken up with. Because her family didn't agree with her dating Luke. And now she has the audacity to like, I don't know. She tries not to be judgmental about it. And I don't think for that reason. She's just trying to be supportive of Rory in this endeavor to date Logan in general. Right. Um, So I think she's just holding her tongue similarly to how she used to about Jess. Yeah. Um, Because she's just like, okay, she's dating. She's doing her thing. I'm going to let her do her thing. But, you know, I wish that that had been more presently involved in their conversation because I do think that that would have informed a lot of how Lorelai saw Logan. Right. She could have seen a lot more of herself in him because, you know, arguably she may have been apprehensive to do that because she tried to do that with Jess and it backfired. Um, But I don't think she necessarily gave Logan that chance because she saw him as just probably like a rich prick that she used to know in high school or college. Yeah. And she was like wrote him off as just the blonde dick at Yale. Again, another way that she and Jess could have bonded. I know. Her and Jess couldn't have gone out drinking talking about Logan. There you go. (laughs) everyone's going out drinking i was gonna say instead they went out drinking and it did not go well (laughs) they didn't but also one of my favorite logan moments because like you said it's so hard to pick out logan from rory because of like the setup of his character but i love what he does for rory um because i i can't remember if i've mentioned on the podcast but i've definitely mentioned on my tiktok because it's one of my favorite parallels in the whole series because it's so subtle but like if i could give a word to logan and his character development it's choice um because uh the parallel of you jump i jump jack and let me hear about battling is ringing out um both episodes written by daniel paladino and directed by kenny ortega so it feels so like purposeful that like in the first episode we get logan saying uh it's your choice, Ace. People in a hundred years without really living for a minute. You climb up here with me. It's one less minute you haven't lived. And she says, let's go. And it feels like Logan is like opening up this world to Rory where like she can finally like recognize that she has endless possibilities, endless support in her life to like just step out and just like make a choice. It doesn't have to be as crazy as jumping off scaffolding, but like it just feels like she has to start big. Otherwise she's going to go home so that like after that she can have so much choice yeah but then you know they go through their whole relationship and then we get to let me hear your battle because ringing out and logan is telling her that she has nothing but choice she could be a doctor be a clown be a journalist just do whatever you want and she is like turning it back on him it's like how hard are you fighting fighting it and he's telling her that he has one choice all he sees is one door and he's being pushed through it i have no choice you try living without options Mm. and he tells her he wants to go And she says, I don't want to go. And he says, do whatever you want. It's your choice. And what's so interesting is like the first part of it, she says, let's go. Yeah. And then in the second part, she says, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And it's just like, it feels like this is like this weird, not weird, but like that's sort of their first character arc is this moment. And I love it so much because it follows Logan throughout the rest of the series, like in partings. And he's like, wants her to tell him not Not to to go. But he can't make the choice because it's like, tell me not to go. You like give me the you jump, I jump jack speech. Tell me I can do anything. Mm. Like, tell me that like I could figure this out. Yeah. She says, I can't do that. Like she he's basically asking, like, give me the pre scaffold scaffolding speech. Yeah. Tell me like I have the possibility. Tell me I'm capable of this. Yeah. And she he she doesn't. And then in the end, she doesn't choose him. He's still there for her 
making himself like endlessly available to be chosen and he doesn't choose her well she doesn't choose him oh that's what i meant yeah she doesn't choose him yeah he would he would choose her in a minute but like and he does over and over and over again and then he's like okay then i have to go if you're not gonna choose me i've gotta go yeah he doesn't actually go because we see (laughs) you know what he doesn't go and that's nine years later (laughs) still there that is where he's like similar to Chris is that like he's always going to be connected to a Gilmore girl. Mm-hmm. He never got really chosen by the Gilmore girl. And even when he was with her, like towards the end there. Mm-hmm. But I think that the thing that I don't like when people are like, oh, he's Christopher. I'm like, but he's such an interesting character. Yeah. Like the whole like arc of everything that happens between the two of them. I'm like, but that's not Christopher. That's interesting. Like, yeah. Well, the nuance is so is so different. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's so much more nuanced, but that's because we're getting a glimpse into like the early years of who they are. And like I said yeah. before, Chris and Lorelai were already established, had gone through probably a lot of these phases in their lives already. And, yeah. And on top of it all, they have a kid together. So like, yeah, you know, they have a baby. <laughs> they literally have a child. So it's yeah. one of those things where like, yeah, you can compare them up to a certain extent. And obviously the intention of Logan's character was to build off of this full circle parallel between Roy and her mother and the men that they gravitate towards, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, they are very different. They serve very similar purposes. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned before, like Lorelai, I think, brought a lot of that out of Chris potentially, or like they brought it out of each other. Whereas like Logan's purpose really was to bring that out of Rory, to bring Rory out of her shell and to invite her to live her life a little bit. Yeah, which I feel like oppositely, I feel like Rory kind of invited Logan to like trust someone, be Mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable with like wanting the things that he wanted. Yeah. And then in the end, it's kind of like she kind of like left him out there on his own. (laughs) So is that why you think that Rory is not Team Logan? You say that a lot. You're like, Rory is not Team Logan. I mean, it's as far as like, Logan will always love her more than she ever loved him. And, like, I think that he shows up for her supportively more so than she supports him. Mostly in that, like, parting scene because you know I've seen partings, like, 18,000 times. I do. And, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, that is a terrible partner. Like, to just be like, I can't tell you to do that. All right, let's just kiss instead. It's like, (laughs) why are you not having the conversation with him? Yeah, the conversation absolutely should have happened. But I will say I don't think it was her responsibility to tell him not to go. No. And like, that's not what I mean at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's more of like, and like, I like what happened in the story. If they would have had like a really healthy communicate, like, bit of communication here I've been like wait no that's not dramatic like what are you guys doing yeah totally. <laughs> stop having stop communicating this well um but like <laughs> stop doing that but like I'm saying like if Brett had been like tell me not to go would you not then be like don't go <laughs> or th- first first of all first of all don't like, go first but of all don't go no but I would have been all, like if you're saying that to me right now then like we have to talk about this. Why are you doing but, this? Or it's like, or it's like you are capable of not going. Yeah. Like, or you are capable of doing this. Like, I know you're scared either way, but like, I will be supportive of you. And if you want to like go in our like glow in the closet while this party's going on and like actually talk right now because you seem to be like not doing so well because you're literally leaving tomorrow in the morning, we could do that because yeah. like. We're partners, and, like, you can tell me literally anything um, because you seem to have a lot going on up here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's not a lot happening here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just pointed to my head and then to my mouth if you're listening to this. I forgot. And not watching it on I YouTube. I forgot other people can't see you. <laughs> they can't see me going like this. Yeah. Um, pointing to my temple. But it's just, like, he has a lot going on in his mind that he's not saying, and I feel like a supportive partner would be, like, let's chat through this. Let's mm-hmm. not just, like, he's just, like, hey – Let's kids. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I And do. I think that's what I mean. I of like, it's more of like uh, the way that it's written is she's, he's definitely a lot more supportive of her than she is of him. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that is and because I like that. she's the main character. So he was yeah. written to Absolutely. be a support system for her. But, but in my I mind, totally he's agree. the main character. <laughs> yeah, of course. In Haley's world, Logan yeah. is the main character. But no, I totally understand where you're coming from because I do think that oftentimes what Logan can bring to her life and the support system that he lends is, of course, more important than, yeah. you know, 
her actually being that level of support for him. Yeah. But I will say on the whole, I mean, I've said this before, I'll say it again, as a Team Jess girl, like I do think that their relationship was the healthiest out of all of the yeah. relationships that she was in. I felt like that was the one that was best suited for her. Um, it's also, they were a little older and, and like it's the, the choices they were making. the one that we saw making. probably the most of. Yeah. Maybe Dean, but like, I don't know, that's kind of like, <laughs> Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Did we see it? Did we cover our eyes? Who's to say? <laughs> Depends on who you are yeah. when you're watching. And we, and we did talk a fair bit about the cheating in like an episode called Super Cool Cheating People last year. But yeah. we also revisited it on our Patreon recently. So you can hear all our thoughts like on that side yeah. of it. Because I also get why people don't like Logan. Like, um, I do too. If you listen to a recent Gilmore to Read, we had Amon Hariri Kia on. And she went to a private school and has like met like 100 Logans. Sure. And so she was really turned off by him because he was, like, super arrogant from a wealthy family, mm. like, got everything he wanted. And it's just, like, immediately, if you don't like this man, you're not going to like anything about him. Yeah, So I get fine. it. Totally. But you know what's funny? I was just in Minnesota, as you know, and I was talking mm-hmm. to one of my friends um, who lives there. And we were chatting because, like, you know, in the last year since I've seen her, obviously last year I had the podcast. But this year she's like, wow, tell me more about this. I've seen how it's grown, et cetera. And I was like, yeah. She said, I actually – listened to your first episode and watched the show because of your show. I'd never seen it before. Oh, and I was fun. Like, fun. So because of that, like, you know, over this last year, um, she's watched she's the show. She's feelings. about to do it again. <laughs> and she's in the um, era of Dean and Rory part three. Um, yeah. So she's about to meet Logan. And she was like, ugh, and that blonde guy. And I was like, hold on. <gasps> hold on. I was like, I want you, since you are about to walk into this Logan era, because she's a Jess girly. I said, listen, I understand because I used to feel the same way, but I want you to walk into it with a little bit of a different lens and see how you feel. And I explained to her, like, look, I'm I'm still a team Jess girl, but I do think that he was a very supportive partner. And I think if you look at it, now that you've seen the show, I like I'm not here to change your mind about anything. But yeah, if you're gonna watch but it I a also second like time, to change your mind. <laughs> if you're gonna watch it a second time, I'm just here to offer a little perspective on how you can watch this show and just maybe form a little bit of a different opinion than like the first time around. Yeah. He is a very supportive partner. He is the kind of person who would drop anything for her. Um, yeah. He definitely makes some mistakes. I'm not excusing, you know, the way that he oh, behaved. Sure. And, like, let me hear your bottle link is ringing out or. Um, he was so mean about just this book. Just it's so hard to write a book. <laughs> yeah. You would know. <laughs> you just did it. I and if know. someone was that mean to you, you would also be like, who should I send it to? The blonde dick at Yale? Yeah, I would. I would be like, you want to read it? <laughs> Do you, you want to read back? But it's yeah. one of those things where like he has an arrogance problem. He has an ego problem sometimes. But like on the whole... I do think that he was a good, solid partner to her. And she was like, okay, I'm going to rewatch. So I'm very curious to hear what she thinks. Ooh, because I'm I not here to, like, make her a Team Logan girl aid. Like, yeah. I, myself, again, am still Team Jess all the way. But mm-hmm. I do appreciate Logan's character in a very different way than I used to because of the way that we talk about him and because of looking at the show with a more discerning eye and being like, yeah, they actually were a really good fit for each other. And I know a lot of people like to say, especially now once the revival <laughs> came out, that they're like, well – Rory and Logan deserve each other. And I'm like, yeah, My favorite no. team is like uh, Logan for Rory and Jess for, for me. me. Like, I love when people say that so much. But like, even though I like see it in the revival because like, I also like don't want to see it um, because like, it's so, dis- it's just so disappointing yeah. to like have such an affection for Logan because like, I don't think, I don't think I've ever like truly conveyed how much I love Logan and like, or I how much you, I loved I Logan. Because it's just like, <laughs> I used to read like so much Logan fan fiction. Yeah. And like, I like, it really just stayed there where I would like, I had like a spreadsheet that I like was handwritten of like which Logan episodes there were, but like which ones had like the most Logan content versus low Logan content versus no Logan content. And I would like pause it on my screen because I didn't like posters of Logan weren't readily available. So I would like use it as a poster. Like I loved this man. You loved him. <laughs> like, wow. And like 13, that is 14, so 15, 2004. I know. And like being that young, it's like, it was like so just like him and like mm-hmm. having this girl who like she super loved to read and her best friend was her mom and she didn't have a lot of friends and I'm like there is someone like Logan out there for every Haley in yeah. the world right <laughs> of course absolutely and so I, I think that was like the book boyfriend vibes of yeah. like 
like this is this is the guy this is the kind of guy I can have this is the Um, guy and so I like fell so deeply in love with him yeah and so like even like logically if I can see like the way the things didn't go so well in the rival um I think that that's like the fictional aspect of it of like I can still be so perfectly and completely connected like I feel like 13 year old me has been on this episode if you guys didn't notice (laughs) it's been like interspersed with like 30 year old me and 13 year old me yeah Um, we've been exchanging uh the mic here um yeah (laughs) because like I can really see it like uh the faults but I feel like this is more of like talking about like Logan as it relates to Chris Logan as his own character yeah not necessarily like putting him down because there's like a lot of ways that we could yeah Um, and there's still so much left to unpack about these characters that exist outside of the core you know Gilmore Girls because with like Jess and Logan I think we've talked about Dean plenty a lot (laughs) um but with Logan and with Jess I feel like we've gotten into them you know like we've scratched the surface but we still haven't gotten into like the nitty-gritty and how they relate to other people we do have a Jess episode coming up yeah Jess episode yeah which Um, I'm excited about which I'm excited about for like next month um but yeah like there's so much more to talk about Logan and I feel like we could really go on forever but I really want to end this with a Matsukri quote Okay. Um, about his thoughts of Logan. Yes. Um, oh my God, please. And so it was in this like same article about Amy talking about um, Chris and Logan being the same and Alexis kind of thinking that as well. But Matt did not play Logan like that. Mm. He said, I saw this character as somebody who is going to push Rory to be the best that she could possibly be in her personal and her professional life and to live life in this kind of carpe diem way. For example, mm. there was an episode called You Jump, I Jump Jack, of course, where we saw the first glimpse of where we saw the first glimpse of who Logan was and how he tried to push Rory. That's always the way I came at it. And I love that. Interesting. Like, I love that it was more of, like, about how he was going to push Rory, like, beyond where she was. Because that's what You Jump, I Jump Jack is about. It's pushing her professionally. Yeah. It, like, feels like that conversation before, like, Jess says, like, Rory says turn right in Teach Me Tonight when he's like, are you going to be able to make this as a journalist? Mm. And it kind of feels like Logan's kind of doing that same thing of, like, pushing her and being like, are you going to be able to for- be able to be a foreign correspondent? Right. Like you need to like get out there. Yeah. And I feel like he did that for her um personally as well. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I really do love Logan's character and what he brings to the story. I think yeah. it's very exciting. I know people like to hate on him and yeah. again, I totally get it. Um but I to I put you on the spot though. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you what your favorite Logan scene is? You know, do you have one off the top of your head? I have a couple. (laughs) I don't. You know, I really do love um, this is before they're dating officially, I think, when he climbs in through the window. (gasps) Yeah. And she's in Chinese food. (laughs) I really love that scene because I um, love you did a TikTok about this. I love that he asks her if it's okay that he's staying. Yeah. And he makes her say yes. Yeah. He's like, I really need to know that this is okay. Yeah. Because if you thought climbing in that window was hard. <laughs> and the way that none of us knew what that meant in the year 2004, 2005. No, I had not a clue. I was like, yes, climbing in windows is very Challenging. Hard. It's a, it's quite the challenge. <laughs> so Truly. good. No, I love that moment too. But I feel like it's always like the little ones of like where in Bridesmaids Revisited before the Bridesmaids when he like walks he leaves and he walks back in and he kisses yeah. her or like the hug in A House Is Not a Home. Yeah. I love that hug. You love that um, hug. But I just love like the little small moments and it's just all so cute. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, I love a lot of their moments like before they're dating, like the party's over we were just talking about. Um oh, yeah. Yeah. I just like I I I love oh wedding gosh, bell the blues. party's over. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Because it's like, it's juxtaposed against You Jump, I Jump Jack, which is one of my first TikToks that went viral of like, he can have this like big, huge moment with her that makes it like a quiet moment between the two of them. It almost feels like with all these yeah. people around. Yeah. And like the same in The Party's Over. And it's like two different things. It's like yeah. he's pushing her to like jump and now he's like kind of pulling her back in. And it's mm. like, I just love him. Yeah. I just love that man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I admittedly, I do too. Really oh my gosh I, love I do him. yeah I, love I to mean, hear it I I love him again I think he brings a lot of really uh like just a lot of a lot of um 
different depth to the show um he's different than the boyfriends we've seen before I know a lot of people like to compare him against Tristan or you know Jess because they're a little rebellious but it's just like no he kind of comes with his own um I don't know he just comes with his own set of baggage and his own set of rules (laughs) and like I know with his own riz um and I know that he's compared against Christopher but like we said he is very different and I I'm yeah, I just I do really like him, but I'm really curious what our listeners think, which is why I know I do a little Gilmore to consider next week on Logan because I feel like this is a hot topic, hot topic, hot topic, totally. Yeah, like and like I'm very interested if you like listen to this and you're like I still hate him or like every word that was coming out of our mouths. You're like, you were like absolutely not with this no. Logan with this Logan propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like you know I love him and I'm very open to hearing why you hate him. Yeah. Um. Or, or why you also why love you him. Why you also love him. Yeah. yeah. Call in. Let us know your thoughts. We're excited. Our editor will put the phone number here on the YouTube if you want to call in. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.